Hello, my name is Jill Wright, and I'm a facilitator with Our Community Listens in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm so glad that you've decided to spend the next few minutes with me, and I hope you pick up some new skills in communication that will help you improve the relationships that matter to you. I'm going to stop right there, and I'm going to do that welcome another time. Um, hello, my name is Jill Wright, and I'm a facilitator with Our Community Listens in Charleston, South Carolina. And I'm really glad that you've decided to spend the next few minutes with me. Um, hope you pick up some new communication skills that help you improve the relationships that matter the most to you. All right, I hope you're still with me. Now, I've just welcomed you to today's skill snippet in two very different ways. After the first welcome, how did you feel? Were you interested, engaged, curious about what I was gonna talk about and wanting to hear more? I hope so. What about after the second welcome? If you're still with me and didn't immediately turn it off, I'm glad there's a reason I didn't lead with that welcome. But you may also be wondering why I was chosen to facilitate a communications course based on what you saw. Now again, these messages were very different, although the words were exactly the same. So what made the meaning so different? It was the nonverbal communication, and that is what we are going to talk about today. I'll share with you why we need to pay attention to our nonverbals, what the four aspects of nonverbal communication are, and then when we need to pay attention to those nonverbals. So let's start with why we need to pay attention to nonverbals in the first place. Research has shown that 10% of the messages that we convey are shared through our words. 10% of our messages are our words. That's a very small amount of um, our message conveyed through words, although that, if we think about what we're saying at all, it's usually our words, choosing our words carefully. Although they matter, they're only 10% of the message. So what makes up the other 90% of our message? It's our nonverbals and our tone and speaking voice. We're talking about this today because again, as we do so often, we need to become more aware of our nonverbals and the messages that we're sending through our voice, our body, our eyes, our faces, our hands, so that we can be sending the messages that we intend to send. We also need to keep in mind that if there's something we haven't dealt with, some feelings we haven't dealt with in ourselves or with someone else, and we think we can hide it, they almost always come out in our nonverbals. So keep that in mind if you're having some misunderstandings and miscommunications with others. Your nonverbals may be not in alignment with your words and totally undermining what you're trying to say. So what are those four aspects of nonverbal communication? The first one is body posture and positioning. And if you think to the, at, back to the beginning of this video, when I was welcoming you in the first example, I was sitting up straight with my shoulders back. I even leaned in a little bit to close the space. So that sent a one kind of message through my body posture. The second welcome, I was leaned back. I was slouched. My shoulders were kind of in a different position. And that sends a message as well. So our body, body posture is conveying um, different things to different people. Another aspect of nonverbal communication is our 
face and eyes. And I will tell you that when my face, when I'm not wanting to smile, my at rest face looks something like this. Now that can come across as being mad, upset, angry, disengaged. And the truth is, I just don't feel like smiling at that particular time. So now that I've become aware of the message that that face is conveying, I might raise my eyebrows a little bit. I might turn up the edges of my mouth so that what people are seeing in me is more reflective of the, what I'm feeling inside and not immediately letting them, making them think that they've done something wrong or that I'm angry. The third aspect of nonverbals is our hand gestures and our movement. And again, if you think back to the welcome uh, messages at the beginning of this video, in the second one, as well as using my posture to lean back, I had my arms crossed. Now I'm aware that crossing your arms can mean very many different things. It can simply mean that the room is cold and so I'm trying to warm myself up. It could also mean that I don't know what to do with my hands. Perhaps I don't have any pockets and I want to have my arms crossed. I've come to realize that when my arms are crossed and especially when my face is at rest, it can look like this which can be very condescending, very haughty, um, angry, standoffish. And the truth is, I just don't know what to do with my hands and I don't particularly feel like smiling in that moment. So again, I am aware of the message that this conveys. And when that's not in alignment with how I'm feeling or the words that I'm trying to share, I can catch myself, change my face, and put my arms down, maybe clasp them in front of me or behind me. What we're doing with our hands and our movement matters and it sends messages. So we need to be aware of that. The final aspect of the fourth aspect of our nonverbal communication is our tone and speaking voice. And what do we mean by tone and speaking voice? Our tone is the emotion that is conveyed through our voice. And our speaking voice is the, the speed at which we speak, the volume, the inflection, the way that we're using our voice. And I'll tell you that for me, this can get me in trouble all the time. And here's a great example. My mother-in-law had been living with us for a few months because she wasn't very well. And thankfully she was feeling much better and ready to live on her own again. And I wanted to confront my husband and have a conversation about him getting that process going with his mom. I knew it was gonna be a difficult conversation. So I spent weeks thinking through my confrontation message, um, what words I was going to use when having this conversation with my husband. And when the time finally came, my, the conversation went something like this. Babe, we gotta talk about your mother. Now, not only were those not the words that I had so carefully thought through and chosen for my confrontation message, but my tone was very condescending, belittling, accusatory. And naturally, my husband was very defensive after I said those words to him. For me, it was spoke so loudly about tone. And to be honest, there may have been some things that I hadn't quite dealt with yet in my own head, and that came out in the tone. Even though I had so carefully thought through the words, I didn't end up using those words, and my tone got this conversation off on completely the wrong foot. So again, as we become more aware of our nonverbals and our tone, 
we can make more informed choices about how we choose to show up and present ourselves with the people that we're having conversations with and that we care about. So when do our nonverbals matter? Well, by now you probably understand that they matter all the time. In fact, at our Community Listens, our motto is, I am the message. And that means I am the message. My entire person is sending messages all the time. And if we're honest, I am reading messages and assigning meaning all the time to what I see in other people. So we need to be aware of how we're sending those messages. What words are we choosing, but how are we, what are they wrapped in, in our nonverbals and our tone? We also need to be aware of our nonverbals when we're listening to others. Even when we're not using any words, we are sending messages through our body and our face. And when we're listening to someone, we need to be aware of how we're projecting that through our nonverbals. And especially when we're confronting someone, when our emotions are extremely high, thinking about our nonverbals in addition to our words in starting those difficult conversations and then in listening to the other person as part of that conversation. So as we wrap up, again, the majority of the messages that we share come through in our nonverbals, our bodies, our faces, our eyes, our hands, and our voices. And when we're more aware of the role of nonverbals in our communication, we can be more in charge of the choices that we make and how we show up with others in those conversations. We also can become more in tune to what we're observing in other people, helping to minimize misunderstanding and miscommunication and hopefully building credibility, integrity, and most of all connection with those we care about. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.